Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the pizza base of the internet, pouring on the tomato sauce of good times, adding the mozzarella of humour, and sprinkling on liberally the pepperoni of friendship. That's what I call a pizza, baby! That is Ed Gamble. My name is James Acaster. We own a dream restaurant, and we invite a guest in every week and ask them their favourite ever start a main course dessert, side dish, and drink. And this week, our guest is... Cariad Lloyd. Lloyd. Cariad Lloyd, a wonderful comedian, writer, podcaster, improviser extraordinaire. Absolutely fantastic. We love Cariad Lloyd. Um, for a long time, we wanted to get her on this podcast. Absolutely. Very excited that we've uh, got her on this week. Uh, she's got a new book out. She's as well. got a new book out. Called you are not alone. You are not alone. If you're familiar with Cariad's work with the Grief Cast, so it talks a lot about grief. And there's a lot of stories in there, a lot of uh, maybe helpful uh, helpful tips. Yes, I think so. She speaks very openly about that sort of stuff. Yes. Uh, so I'm like, I can't even say what, what she talks about. That's how repressed I am. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed's not going to die, though. So yes. Fine. Uh, fans of the podcast uh, will know that James thinks I'm not going to die. Yes, I do know that. Right. Well, maybe maybe that'll come up with Cariad. Maybe you can explain that to Cariad and she'll bring you back down to earth. Gently. Hmm. Uh, gladly. And I'll bring her back down to earth gently. Do go and buy Cariad's new book, You Are Not Alone. Uh, it's fantastic. You will love it. Out now. But if Cariad has a secret ingredient that we have decided upon in advance, mm-hmm. we will kick her out of the restaurant and she will be grieving her experience. Oh, very good. Bless you. And this week, the secret ingredient is... Andouillette. Andouillette. Andouillette, of course, came up in the Stanley Tucci episode of the podcast. A big old stinky French innards sausage. Loads of intestines. On the outside, it might look like a sausage, but inside, it's loads of folded up intestines. Apparently, it smells revolting. It is inedible, is what Tucci said. Yeah, the Tucci ate it with the streep and said it was absolutely disgusting. Imagine the the streeps to run one day. Oh, we'd love to get the streepster on, ask her about her experience with the stinky poo sausage. Yeah. I mean, unlikely it will come up on anyone's menu ever, mm. but just after that story from the Tooch, I would say that we would be, rem- it'd be remiss of us it would be to put it on as a secret ingredient. So hopefully it doesn't come up, but this is the off-menu menu of Cariad Lloyd. Welcome, Cariad, to the Dream Restaurant. It's so beautiful. Ah! Welcome, Cariad Lloyd, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. It's still quite scary, even though I expected it. Yeah, that, 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 that's my whole life, I think. <laughs> that was a big it's... a big explosion there for Cariad. Yeah. Oh, I knew Cariad was expecting it, so I've got, I have to up the ante. Yeah. Bit of glitter. Bit yeah, of yeah. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you deserve it. You deserve a bit more glitter, right? <laughs> I I think so. Yeah, thank yeah. you. There's not enough glitter with most genies, I'd say. 
What? Yeah, yeah. They're full of glitter. That's their thing. Uh, is it? Yeah, genius. I would just glittery. imagine smoke. I wouldn't imagine oh, glitter coming you out. You don't of the... have. Yeah, if you have small children and you're involved in that kind of magical cartoon world, it's a lot of sparkly glitter genie. You're on the genie scene. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the genie scene. Yeah, yeah. It's widely discussed in the in the genie community. Yeah, is uh, how much like smoke versus glitter. Yeah, we talk about it's it controversial. Of course, the carbon footprint of the smoke had to mm. be dealt with, but the glitter equally. If you're not using sustainable glitter. Yeah, yeah. There's so, some genies use sustainable glitter, some genies don't. Yeah. And I, it I'm is, a sustainable guy. Yeah. And a lot of it's been appropriated from the drag scene. <laughs> so it's about time genies gave their due to where did they got it from. Did genies appropriate yeah, from true. drag or did drag appropriate from genies? Because This is chicken and egg, this. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah, well, genies are around since Aladdin times. So like, <laughs> Ancient Aladdin times. Yeah. Just before Mesopotamia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. When did, when, when did drag start? Well, drag's always been there. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there you go. So really, we took it from the, yeah. from the drag okay, scene. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, what may I be the first genie to say that uh, I acknowledge that? And uh, <laughs> I, I personally am going to try and do better. <laughs> Thank you, genie. Thank you. You need to say that to the drag community, I think. Yes, that's to the drag community. <laughs> yeah. We had Bimini Bamboo Lash on once. <gasps> yes. I, 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 oh. I, should, I should have said it then. Yes, yeah, you, you should have done. done. Yeah. That's Definitely. when I should have said it. Bimini, if you're listening, I'm sorry. You said the dream restaurant was beautiful. It is beautiful. Before the genie appeared. What yeah. what are you seeing in the dream restaurant? It's just light, it's airy, uh lots of lovely fresh air. It's unusual for a podcast restaurant <laughs> to be so light and airy yeah. and friendly and welcoming and not damp. There's normally a patch of damp in the podcast restaurant dream situation. Mm. Is there? Yeah. What's the dampest podcast restaurant dream situation you've been in? Uh, I think where I originally started recording Griefcast, which was above a pub, mm. where someone had thought, yeah, yeah, there's a room, we could do this. Mm. And they just like stapled random bits of foam, like not even like, oh, you know, this is soundproof foam, yeah. like, this is just random. <laughs> and yeah, I was interviewing um, Buckles, Adam Buxton, and he was like, this is just like a horrible sixth form craft coffin that we are sitting in. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could hear the police sirens as well, even. Even yeah, with so that, the crap foam. Yeah, that foam's doing nothing. It if did you can absolutely the nothing, sirens. but you, sometimes you could touch it and that felt quite nice, you know? <laughs> Just damp. through like, yeah. With a sponge. Damp sponge. Yeah. Mm, damp sponge, <laughs> lovely. How long have you been in cast for now as well? It's a long time. Yeah, a long time in the podcast game since yeah. 2016. So it's nearly six years old. Yeah, about to be six years old, actually. Nearly its birthday. Wow. Yeah. And uh, have you ever thought about, you know, incorporating a genie into that? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what um, some of the guests might like that if the genie was also using his medium skills do yeah. you know what I mean like if you yeah. can then bring the dead back to talk mm. that would be good I get a lot of mediums getting in touch wanting to come on the show and I'm like have you ever not, not really the vibe not, not really the vibe, the vibe guys <laughs> no I well without getting like too grief serious like obviously you know grief, yeah. grieving people are quite vulnerable mm. and if mediums work for you that's fine although i do believe some of them prey on vulnerable people and offer them hope that doesn't exist so yeah. i'm a bit wary of getting i'm gonna get shit from the medium community now well i mean i'm not sure but, how many how many mediums listen to this <laughs> yeah i don't know how they i mean we've, we've never yeah. had them contact we ever had a medium contact the podcast and they, well, should, they don't they tend should, to yeah. yeah they don't tend to contact the living <laughs> no, no so maybe they'll get in contact when we die they'll get in contact and go love the podcast man yeah. <laughs> good to know <laughs> with your podcast it's whenever people say to me i want to start a podcast what should it be about i say you've got to go with something that you can keep talking about that's never going to stop <laughs> grief or food 
Yeah. <laughs> We've both done well, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, I think so. And I don't know about you, mine wasn't conscious. I wasn't like, oh, this will last for six years. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I could definitely talk about that forever because that's my like specialist subject. Mm -hmm. And then when it did become a job, I was like, oh, that's lucky that I chose this and not like episodes of Red Dwarf that I like. <laughs> yes. That would have run out yeah. pretty quick, season five. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was unintentional good luck. Question I've always wanted to ask yes. is, so, you know, with our pod, mm. if we think, oh, that person would be a good guest, we contact them, we ask <laughs> oh, them to come on. Say, yeah. um, I think what people always think about Griefcast yeah. is, at what point <laughs> does Carrie decide enough time has passed that she can contact them and ask, will you, will you come on my podcast? Yes. Once the Chortle article is out. <laughs> You just How are you? So sorry to hear about. Would you like to? It's such a difficult show to book. Yeah. Like I think every other podcast, like you know, like obviously agents are involved or people like you like or you think, oh, they're, they'd be fun. With Griefcast, it's like, oh, I like that person or they're really eloquent at like speaking about things. Do they? have a story that they want to share. So either that's yes or no. Sometimes people are like, no, just one of those people don't know anyone who's really died. And I think, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but great for you, congratulations. And then if they do have a story, then they might not want to talk about it. Yeah. So then I get a lot of tweets, people are like, oh, you should talk to at so-and-so. I'm like, they might not. Don't at them. Yeah, don't at them, don't yeah. at them. Because like they might not want to think about it today or they might not want to share their story. So, um, yeah, it's quite difficult. Often people approach me, to be honest. Mm. That's what happens. People approach me and say, this has happened. I'd like to talk about it. Yeah. I, I think you, you, yeah. you asked me maybe to do a live one or something a yeah, while ago. Yeah, the live one's different. Yeah, And I sort of, you know, I don't have that much to talk about in terms of that. Fuck you. But I felt like it's <laughs> a good, that's a good tactic. You got in early with a request. Yeah. So now you're just holding out, waiting for a big one to happen. Yeah. And then you'd be that like, I asked happened. you before. I asked you before. So it's not like I've just been waiting for that. Yeah, that has happened. Yeah. I yeah. asked a grief. So Grief Cross Live is me and three comedians. And it's not talking about like a person. It's just like we plan a funeral, their funerals. Yeah. So it's very silly. But we're just talking about death in a light way. And um, yeah, I asked someone to do Grief Cross Live. And then a couple of years later, they were like, So uh, I can now come and talk to, talk to you about someone. And I was like, oh, sorry. But also, great, when can you do it? April, yeah. May? Um, yeah, and it is really difficult. I don't want to be an ambulance chaser as well. Mm. So, you know what I, I mean? I don't think anyone thinks you are. No, but you do. It's like, it's difficult. And sometimes people don't want to talk about it, which you have to be respectful of, because obviously it's very much a show. Like, I'm... People have cancelled on me like an hour before because I've mm. just gone, I walked to the studio and I'm in tears and I can't do it. Yeah. And I've had to go, that's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. Like, you can... It's just like... It's amazing an episode happens. I'm always like, well, it, you chose to come and talk about something so personal and so difficult. Thank you. Like, that's, yeah. that's Do you have a rivalry with um, Josh and Rob? Because they do the opposite of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> I do get jealous of the comedy ones. Yeah. I get jealous mm. like you go, like you can just, it's just, you know, that's going to be. Oh no, sometimes people chat. cancel an hour before. They're like, I'm too full. <laughs> I'm walking to the studio. I'm oh, farting so much. God. Oh, I feel sick. I feel sick. <laughs> I can't <laughs> talk about it. Yeah, parenting hell is very... But they cover grief, actually. This is what's interesting since I've started doing Griefcast. Oh, everybody wants to talk about grief. Yeah. Mm. Which is good. It's a good thing. But it's funny that I then hear it on other podcasts being talked about, yeah. like, just freely. And I'm like, wow, that wouldn't have happened. It was, like, such a thing of, like, sure. oh, you don't... You don't talk about it. There has to be a special room for it. Yeah. So it's quite nice now. Although, obviously, I get jealous when they cool. talk yeah. about it. I think, why didn't you talk to me? You're grieving the loss of your original format. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Hey, every time we see a podcast yeah. that is dream something, we're like, <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs>
Hello there. As if yeah. we're claiming the format of dreams. having a conversation and dreams. Yeah. I am. I do I, I do a lot of improv and I do a show called Ostentatious. And there are the same thing happens when we, we're not bothered, but sometimes other improv formats come out and people are like, aren't you annoyed? And like, we didn't invent making stuff up. Yeah. yeah. In which case, ban all children yeah. in every playground <laughs> in the country for pretending like we didn't invent that. So you go make things up. The Tories probably will try and bloody ban they that. They probably you know? will. Yeah. They probably will try and ban that at some point. Children having imaginations <laughs> and dreams. They already have. Yeah, Th- they already did. Thatcher did it. Yeah, Thatcher already did that. Shit. Yeah, mil- milk. Yeah, she's dead. <laughs> are you a fan of food? I am a fan of food. Certain foods, mm-hmm. I am a fan of food. I'm not a foodie. Mm-hmm. My husband is a massive foodie. Oh, yeah. So I'm like um, a bad student who's had to like learn. I grew up in like Finder's Crispy Pancakes. He grew up in a world of like homegrown organic food. So he has like helped me wow. understand what that what I was eating was shit. <laughs> but have you also had a chance to introduce him to the wonderful world of Finder's Crispy Pancakes? No, he he won't accept that world. <laughs> Because there's something to be said for high-low, though, right? You've got to enjoy... You can enjoy a broad spectrum of things. If you've been brought up in the way that he was brought up with, like, proper, homegrown, healthy cooking, you have no nostalgia Mm. for the plastic. I guess so. So I still get nostalgia for, like, that plastic cheese occasionally Mm -hmm. or, like, barbecue sauce on things that's just, like, meat mixed with barbecue, that kind of, like... It's not right, but, oh, yeah, yeah. And he bought this like pulled pork the other day, which had like homemade butter because he was like, I know you'll like this. It's so, it's so cheap. <laughs> I know you'll like this. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. And he was right. And I was like, but he will cook like amazing things. But the thing I've gone on about most is like, oh, that pulled pork with that sauce <laughs> was so good. But I am not a foodie. I am, and this might become obvious, I am a, a sugar addict, a major, Welcome. major sugar Welcome addict. Home. So like food, fine, sugar. Essential. James just breathed a sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. The I whole like, episode, I'm going to be happy as Larry. Yeah, you are. So I introduced sugar. He wasn't really a sugar fiend until. Great. Yeah, we got together. Did now. you get him addicted? Yeah, I've got him completely yeah, addicted. Great. Completely. To the point where now he's like, why isn't there any chocolate? What What do you mean? And I'm like, well, I was just trying to have a day where we didn't eat another bar of Tony's. Why would like, you do that? Why would you have a day where you have <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you put it? Where'd you hide it? Um, yeah, so I've made that quite bad which is annoying because now I have to share the pudding I didn't used to have to do that yeah mm. uh, I didn't think that through no I didn't early didn't. days you yeah, were yeah. focused on bonding and stuff yeah I should have just said it's not what don't eat it it's not very nice yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I do to my kids I go oh, it's very dark chocolate you won't like it uh, it's, bar of dairy it's milk. spicy <laughs> it's very spicy <laughs> <laughs> and she'll go it just looks like chocolate cake no very mm-hmm. spicy it's got chilies in it it's yeah. grown up it's for grown ups it's really. for grown ups yeah it's still my, my dad's greatest achievement of his life was just hiding that he was a sugar addict uh, during our childhood when we were uh, all absolutely feral for it. I yeah. wanted ice cream and he was like, acting very much like you should be able to control yourselves and only have it every now and again. Well, And then he was just like, as soon as our backs were turned, he was his head in the freezer just snaffling a whole That's tub of ice cream. That's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. I had a bag of like Christmas Tony bites, you know, like they do the mini. Love them. And I'd given her one, my daughter one, as a like, just to deal with a very bad mood. And then she was like, 
well, can I have another one? I was like, no, uh, no, you've already had one. And this is when she wasn't looking. I had snapped four into my mouth with back turned, different flavors, <laughs> hazelnut, milk, and yeah. a white one, and mm. maybe I had another milk one. And I was like, you can't, one a day, come on, come on. <laughs> you've had a lot today. And then she was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all the more for me. Yeah. I, t- I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I distinctly remember when I was a little kid, uh, I got given some chocolates by someone. And my mum ate all of them one night. And then so a couple of days later, I was like, oh, I'd love some more chocolate. And then my mum was like, there aren't, there aren't any left. I'm very sorry. And the next day she brought she brought me to replace it, brought yeah. me a chocolate monkey, nice. like a hollow chocolate monkey. Then I went down the next day and she'd eaten the whole body. <laughs> oh dear. Good on her. It was just the head. Good it was just her. the head in the box. It was like seven. Yeah, but parenting is <laughs> awful. So she deserved that more than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. A hundred percent. Didn't feel like that at the time. No, though. no, As a kid, of course you're not. not. Going, well, I guess parenting is awful. Yeah. <laughs> hard to understand. It's hard to feel yeah. like you're still yourself. <laughs> Why not just buy two monkeys, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> I would have shared the monkey with you if you'd asked. She intended it to be for you, but then life yeah. made her make another choice. Yeah. The but there's something body. sad about a fully grown woman eating a chocolate monkey's body by herself. That's not sad. Yeah. That's motherhood. That yeah, is just true. every yeah, yeah. mother listening yeah. will be like, yes, that's what happens after a day of awful children. You think, you know, I'm going to fucking eat your chocolate monkey. Well, there's only one of me. She would have <laughs> just eaten like a, she's gone, just, I'll just have a foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how I would have yeah. started. Yeah, so yeah. You won't even notice if Progressively, I just each part of the monkey. Yeah. Before she gets to the head, oh, I can't eat the head. Yeah, I I eat the party sweets that come back. Oh yeah, yeah. And then she'll go. Once she was like, I never. Yeah, there's lollies we get at parties. I never eat them. They're always gone. (laughs) I was like, uh huh. Yeah, they disappear. They disappear. Actually, I I chuck the lollies because they're gross. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not that. I'm. What kind of lollies are they? Oh, they're like the chubba chub or that like chalky one. Hate the The chalky one. Hate the chalky one. Fuck is the chalky one? I'm gonna have to swear on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Especially is that the sort of thing that's still still coming back in party bags? Is it still the same as when we were we were kids? Yeah, you get like swizzle Matthews or whatever. Oh, what the swizzle. Dip. Yeah, like all of that stuff. No, not that, but they do chuck a lolly in. Yeah, because I... That's I did, too much sugar for a I did a gig in Guildford once, Comedy oh, Club so for Kids sorry. in Guildford. <laughs> and uh, there was a birthday party in Comedy Club for Kids. Mm-hmm. They all had party bags. Yeah. And I was like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a look. It was Hotel Chocolat. Whoa. Were you in Guildford? Yeah. And they did a party wow. at Comedy Club for Kids. They'd Hotel so Chocolat is, and yeah. a bath bomb. Yeah, that's Guildford. I went on a big a rant bomb. about... I went on a big rant, which you shouldn't do at comedy club because, <laughs> yeah. going, what are you relaxing from? <laughs> Why do you need to get home after a long day of being a kid and have a bath bomb? <gasps> get off! Uh, yeah, yeah. You're, a rubbish <laughs> you're, you're a poo-poo head. <laughs> <laughs> if we may return to grief for a second, please Carrie, always do. Let's with talk me. about you are not alone. Yes, my, your book, my book, a new way to grieve. Mm. Comedy, comedy. Good lines of comedy here. <laughs> Um, this is very exciting. Thank you. Um, did you write it during lockdown? Um, yeah, I, I had a very odd experience. I got the book deal in 2019. Then I found out I was pregnant with my second child. So I was like, well, that's a bit stressful, but it's all right. You know, my daughter will be in nursery and I can get some help. And then my son was born five days before the lockdown. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I had two small children, uh, the global pandemic, and I was writing a book about my own dead father. So it was Fun times at my yes. house. It was like <laughs> there's not enough chocolate monkeys in the world oh, to deal with that mate, situation. The chocolate addiction during that time was unreal. Every day I was like, I mean, I deserve more. I deserve yeah. more chocolate. Yeah. I yeah. just 
yeah, it was hardcore. Once I just, it sounds like I'm sponsored by Tony's, and I'm not, but it is my absolute. When I found out when the pandemic, you could order it online, and they, mm-hmm. oh, just that that, was it. it was a good day. When five bars turned up, I was like, that's the next week's writing done. The little yeah. like library of bars where they send all the... I don't like the library because there's some flavours in there that are not okay. So I would make mm. my own library. Interesting. <laughs> so... Don't like the... Is it the dark one that you're not... No, I'm fine with the dark yeah. one. It's the white because it contains no cocoa. Sure. It's not chocolate. What are you doing And now? it's got popping candy and in it. And it's got popping... Get yeah, out. Yeah, it's mad. Get out. I saw Jimmy okay. Fallon feeding the rock popping candy. Did you? Yeah, because <laughs> the, the rock uh, doesn't eat... <laughs> Sweet, so he's a, he has a cheat day once a week oh, where okay. he goes absolutely ballistic right, right. and has like this mountains of pancakes and loads of sushi, and everything. Okay. Sushi yeah. apparently, which I didn't know that was bad for you. Well, Great. Well, it is in the volumes that he's eating. Okay. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. eating like entire whales, but like <laughs> um, a whale on a paddy field. And you said he hadn't had candy since like he was a little kid. Wow, can't remember what it tastes like. And uh, Jimmy Fallon was like, "Do you want some popping candy?" and emptied it into the rock's mouth. Wow. And The Rock had to say it was nice, but I thought, there's no way you think that's no, nice. No, there's it's no way. candy. Like, we're sugar addicts, yeah. and we don't even like it. No, 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 exactly, yeah. It's, but it's not, it's an, it's an experience. It's not sugar. Mm. You're not getting a sugar hit from that. You're just like, oh, my mouth is on fire and it's exploding. Where's my sugar? Yeah, where's the actual? Yeah. Anyway, grief. Yeah, <laughs> the book, the book. You, yeah, the book. Yeah, I wrote it during the pandemic, which was fairly depressing. But like the grief cast, it is uplifting a read I hope and it's a book that you can read in your grief and not feel completely like oh god this is awful um which is always my intention to talk about mm-hmm. grief in a way that's how I deal with grief which is occasionally making some jokes about other things so yeah it's supposed to be a helpful guide for anyone who is like oh shit I just joined the club or even like me 20 plus years into this experience mm-hmm. it's well, cheerier than it sounds is what I'm trying to convey to a comedy <laughs> audience also we talk about the pandemic I think like a lot of people like during the pandemic and now like you know in this weird uh, I don't know I don't you can't even call it a post-pandemic because it's still going on but yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the where we are now I think there's been increased like levels of people thinking about death yeah. mortality just even like the future of like <laughs> the entire human race yeah. it's, it's so big times. like I think this is like it's subject for you know even if people aren't currently grieving a lot of people are thinking about this stuff at the minute and uh, it's good to talk about, read about, you know. Yeah, and that's what I intended it to be, that it's not like, oh, you have to be in the throes of like the worst grief of your life and pick this up. Like it's, we're all, sorry, spoiler alert, we're all going to die. <laughs> it's what? Yep, it's going to happen. And someone you know is going to die and some maybe a very close friend that you love may be experiencing a grief. So there's lots of advice for how to help people who've joined the club, how to support them, why we grieve like we do, like what's the history of all these expectations that we have. So yeah, it's like a, a quick, not quick, it's not quick. It's quite, it's a normal size length book about grief that I promise you is not as depressing as you think that might be. Just to be clear though, Ed's not going to die. This no. is James's theory that I'm not going to die. Oh, okay. So uh, that sounds like you need to know that James, not yeah. Ed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Give that a little read, buddy. <laughs> you might be in here, Ed, as the only person not going to die. <laughs> that's the that's the end. That's, that's a, a footnote. Yeah. You're all going to die. It's going to be okay. Grief is something that never leaves you, but you grow your life around it. Subnote: Ed Gamble never die. <laughs> yeah. Ed Gamble never die. Never but what do we mean by death? There you go. What do we mean by death? Oh man. He will always live in these podcasts. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Actually, always immortal in your heart and your memories. And memories are a really important way to keep someone present. Yes, which is why global warming and the end of the entire human race scares me. 
because I think then people aren't around to listen to our podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. What do you think? Do you ever think about when, you know, like people are like, oh, it's, it's hard to listen to vinyl now. Like, it's an, I have a record player, but it's a bit for faff. Mm. Pe- will there be a time when you can't listen to a podcast? I'd be like, oh, I've got to get the podcast player. Yeah, I hope not. And like grandkids would be like, oh, don't bother. Just yeah. press the button in your brain. Yeah, it will be that one. But I yeah. feel like if, you know, all these podcasts are on MP3 or whatever. Um, <laughs> It feels like it feels like whatever the button in the brain is, On mini that disc. we'd probably we'd probably be able to transfer that into the brain. You'd button. hope so, wouldn't Hopefully. you? Won't be Quite the same. easily. It's like, like not not like mashing a record into the brain, is it? Hopefully not. I feel I feel I like it would be all right on people's brain buttons. You reckon? Yeah. When the when society is just brains in freezers mm. with, <laughs> with, with with entertainment being played on a loop. With an app, a podcast app still going, still like not quite working. Is it bad that when you said everyone's brains in freezers and they're having entertainment playing on a loop, I thought, oh, that sounds fucking brilliant. <laughs> of course, you can't wait. I would absolutely love well, to be Well, you're not going to die, so you're going to be there yeah. with the freezers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be have to, the guy putting the brains in the freezers. Yeah, you'll be like, okay. all that. That's your <laughs> Mind the chips and the peas. Yeah. <laughs> There's James's brain. Welcome to Off Menu. It's yeah. still happening. James is still with us. <laughs> That'd be happen. good. Yeah, it'd be yeah. good. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd love that brain in a freezer. <laughs> that sounds like girlfriend in a coma follow yeah. up. <laughs> we always start with still or sparkling water, Carrie. Do you have yeah. a preference? I do, and it's still because I don't understand why you would add more gas to any situation of a body. <laughs> like okay. It doesn't need more gas. Yeah. I don't need more gas. Yeah. I'm very burpy. Been quite good so far. Really? And the sparkling. When people, you, have, you ever had a meeting when they only order sparkling? Oh. And it's like everyone's like, yeah, sparkling, sparkling. Why would you have still? And then you have to sip sparkling water being like, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, excuse but me. But surely in that Awful. scenario, you should be going like still to make sure they remember you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm just so terrified of the meeting in yeah. itself that I'm afraid to be my true self, Ed. Which is still water. Which is yeah. still water. Yeah, I'm a bit bad sometimes at those meetings of being like, I don't want to. I don't drink caffeine, and so often that is quite a that gets upsets everybody. They're like, mm. "Oh, do you want a coffee?" And you're like, "Oh, can I have a hot chocolate?" That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what I go for because I'm like, I need you. some sugar. That'll make that'll make them remember you. They do, yeah. and they think, "What is this strange child yeah. who wants to make comedy <laughs> and, about death?" And you're like, "I just needed some sugar. I just needed a sugar hit. You yeah. needed a coffee hit. I need a sh- why am I judged?" Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Yeah, you shouldn't be judged. How many marshmallows do you have in those situations? Depends. Is it homemade marshmallow or is it those cheap fuckers? Oh, no. homemade yeah. marshmallows. You know, you go to a posh place and they've mm. got like homemade marshmallow. Yeah. So I don't, you're into that? I mean, I don't like those cheap pink and white ones. That's no. just adding colouring. See, for me, that's my Finder's Crispy Pancakes. Right, Are those okay. little marshmallows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the Acaster house. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. love the idea of you being in a meeting and going... Yeah, would, you, would you like a coffee? No, have a hot chocolate, please. And some of those marshmallows, have you got them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Homemade. <laughs> I. It's taken me a long time to realise that some of my behaviour is odd. And um, that's the sort of thing I would have done. And then gone, why did that meeting go bad? <laughs> I was fine. And now I'm getting to the age where I'm like, oh, I see. That isn't what they expected you to do. And that's what I'm learning. That's not always. I don't see you as a gassy person. Oh, that no. is such a compliment. That's surprising to me as well. Yeah. Well, people who know me closely will laugh because <laughs> I'm extremely gassy. My family is gassy. I write mm. about this in the book. My dad, absolutely infamous for his gas levels. Awful. The family stories are unbelievable. Yeah. Cleared a lift. Cleared a lift. The whole Great. lift got off. Nice. Whole lift got off. <laughs> like a packed, you know, businessmen lift, yeah. secretaries in the 80s, 25 people. And they all got off and they all just stared at him as the door was closed. And he went, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so in that situation, if that was me dropping the egg on the lift, yeah. 
I would get off with everyone. Yeah, smart. So they don't know who, who it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, my dad again. Your dad just stood there well, like... Doo, 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 doo. I would trip someone as I was going off so that yeah, they clever. remain in the list. Yeah. Well, my dad would be like me... You know, odd, an odd man, and so he would. He was very like, well, yeah, that's who. That's who it was. It was me. Guessy <laughs> guy. But yeah, anyway, still water, still tap water, absolutely fine. Tap. There's nothing wrong with it. Delicious. I drink loads of water all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm someone who, because I've listened to your show. Yes. I don't know why people go. Oh, it doesn't taste. It tastes of water. It's nice. It refreshes you. Your body needs it. Why is everyone so weird about it? Yeah. I don't understand. I Ice in a slice. Um. I wouldn't mind. I get quite cold. So, you know, when sometimes there's too much ice, I'm mm-hmm. very fussy. You're picking that up. They give you too much ice, and then as you touch it, you're cold. And you think, oh, I'm so cold now. So, just a little bit of ice, a oh. little bit of lemon. Yes. All your farts and burps coming out like icicles. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bear it when it's like, oh, well, now I'm freezing. Uh-huh. Just drinking this water is like, you know, yeah. like a hot chocolate warms you up, and someone gives you something ice, mm. ice cold. And they're like, God, I'm so cold now. now. Look, we, we've come back to hot chocolate again. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't want still or sparkling water, you can choose hot chocolate. Yeah, instead. we won't stop you from having. No, because I do, because you need because if you're a sugar fiend, I don't know about you, you need that mm. constant supply of water to deal with how much sugar you're Flush taking. Flush it out your system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other day, it's probably only about two days ago or whatever, but I had a glass of water in the evening and I hadn't realised that all day I had not had yeah. any water. Oh god! And when I had it in the evening, I literally <laughs> said out loud, "Oh god, water's so delicious." <laughs> I, I actually love this. I said to whoever I was with, I said, I actually, I love this. Yeah, I love it. And they were like, what? I said, I love this water. Every time you start a story about your life, me and Benito always look at each other. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always, yeah, yeah. like, here he goes. Here he goes. We're going to get some other insight into this weird guy's life. <laughs> I once had a really bad day with my daughter, and I honestly thought, I'm a bad mum. This is like, this is, I'm a bad mother. And then I downed a pint of water, and I was like, no. Dehydrated, yeah, and that's what I often say to parents: you don't get a chance to drink the water because you're so busy and running after someone else. And you do that pint, and you're like, "Fuck, I'm I'm a good mum. I'm a good person, doing my yeah. best. I'm thirsty." Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah, right now at Disney, Disney yeah. World, oh. Florida, yes. yeah, they're doing cold hot chocolates. Yes, I've heard of this. Uh, like <laughs> in, in, in like yes. a, are you guys getting the same magazines? The shop in London in like that's a doing this. Martini glass. Oh, okay, yeah. Like a, it's like a Sunday, but like a hot chocolate, yeah. a bit boozy, I think, oh, as well. Okay. Chocolate milk. No, no, no. Frozen hot chocolates. Yeah. They're calling them. It's slightly different. Frozen hot chocolates, chocolate and they've milk. got some booze in them. Okay. And apparently they're. Out of this world, out of sight. There's, a, there's sight. a place in London that does like hot chocolate milkshake. Yeah. It makes it like properly with the melted chocolate. Mm. The key is you can't be having the powdered chocolate. Yeah. That, it's like you need the melted chocolate mixed with the milk and then they spin it with ice. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Great. Yeah, I had that in the summer and I was like, that has absolutely ticked that hot chocolate box in a cold fashion. Thank you. <laughs> That's what they, I, I don't, this is going to make you. <laughs> Probably a little bit. I jealous, think we need actually. a show just called Hot Chocolate. Yeah, Jason Garrett. Yeah, yeah. This is. We can do a spin-off. I'll be honest. I feel pretty left out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, Sorry. bad luck, a mortal boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can console yourself if you ever laughed in life. <laughs> Had a day at um, the Hotel Chocolat Kitchens. Oh God, I really want to do that so badly. Well, yeah, it was good. Surely, okay. Surely that will happen for you now. Okay. You, you, you've said hot chocolate yeah. enough. They showed they I mean, we did hot, made hot chocolate there with their velvetizer with a velvetizer, yeah, course, but then yeah. put it in a in a cocktail shaker Ooh. with loads of ice cubes. Oh yes! So there's immediately chilling oh, it, and yeah, that was yes, yes, that yes. was great. That's Still got the little do. sachets you bought me actually. Oh yeah, I, I yeah. made I made Ed some hot chocolate, mm. but I guess you haven't drunk it yet because <laughs> you don't care about hot chocolate. <laughs> it <Yeah>. seems <laughs> waste. I know who I'll be giving it to next time. Yes, thank yeah. you. Please yeah. pop knobs or bread. Pop knobs or bread. Carry out, Lloyd. Pop knobs or bread. I've got a request. Yeah. 
Can I have a pan of chocolate? Yes. Oh, my God. Who saw that coming? <laughs> oh, right. I'm strapped in for this episode. Ed, do you want to do your impression of a pan of chocolate? Nah, you can come see me live if you want to see the closing of my show. It's disgusting. <laughs> I feel what, is it anti-pan of chocolate? Yeah. It gives it little chocolate nipples. It does have little chocolate nipples. Where? At the, the front, the little, the little chocolate bits at the front. The sloth size. Oh, don't tell me the material doesn't work. Oh, I've done that 92 way. I see when you've sliced it in half. Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of it that way. No, and I was the, like, what eyes are you looking like a front, lizard? At the front. It's yes, got, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I've been With in the audience. Carry on. They didn't fucking know either. <laughs> <laughs> you, but are you laughing like at pan chocolate or are you... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first time anyone's picked a pan of chocolate for the bread course. Yeah. Look, I do like bread. And I do respect it. And I... What's the word? Umdenard. What's a better word than that? I ruminated about this. I like I'm Denard. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I think that's more fitting to the situation. Thank you. I am. Um, I'm Denard because I've had some amazing bread yeah. in some very good restaurants. But then thought of not having a pan of chocolate in my because I almost every day pan of chocolate or a cinnamon bun. But mm. to me, I thought the cinnamon bun is. I could have had it. Just felt like the pan of chocolate almost sneaks into the bread category easier than the cinnamon bun. Yeah, I agree mm. with that. So yeah. I was like, okay, cinnamon bun. It's it's hedging towards puddings, isn't it? So the pan of choc from a specific place. Okay. Meal. I don't know if that's how you say it. M I E L. It's the French word for honey. So I might not be saying it right. Meal. 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 It's just near Warren Street, and it's one of the best bakery patisseries in London. Wow. Everything from that shop is incredible. But they do a very good pan of shock. And they do a, a ganduja, however you say that one, Nutella type uh-huh. pan yeah. of shock. A special one with like chocolate lines all over it. That is very good, but it's almost too much for the bread course. Yeah, not like a normal pan of shock. No, <laughs> that's like a normal, just easy pan of shock. So no. I would like a pan of shock for my bread course. What I'm obviously that's gonna, too much for the bread course. What I'm obviously <laughs> going to pick up on that I'm surprised Ed hasn't picked up on yet Sorry. is pan of shock. Pan of oh. because yeah. if you're saying that is how much you're saying pan of shock a lot in your life, <laughs> that you have to shorten it to pan of shock. Pan of shock. I've never met anyone before who's called it pan of shock because they normally. What? Who calls it pan of shock a lot? Oh, people who have only one a year. Yeah. Pan of shock a lot is so long. Can you shorten it? Can you shorten it even more than that? Some people call it a pack. P A C. Who calls it that? Oh, like Actual really? bakers? No, like bad station bakeries. Because I've been looking before and I've gone, what's a BAC? I want a pan of shock. <laughs> and I've gone, oh, they've caught, they shortened it. Yeah, pan of shock. That might be, I have a lot of bad um, verbal habits with my mum's from Essex. Mm-hmm. And that is what my mum calls them, pan of shock. Pan of shock. Do you want a pan of shock? <laughs> Let's get two pan of shocks. <laughs> I'll have a pan of shock. <laughs> Oh, you're having another one. You eat so much sugar yeah. while ordering me sugary Pan things. Yeah, yeah. So well, I think that might be a slightly Essex thing. I think me. like amazing croissant and amazing croissant dough oh, is as good as yeah. amazing bread. Yes. And that's what like, I mean. It's, like uh, proper, proper meal. Yeah. It's French patisserie, but the person who runs it is not French. But they've trained there. And it is that kind of like, I used to live in Paris very briefly. And it's that, it is as good as the pan of sugar. Loads of layers. Loads like of layers, the layers and good yeah. chocolate. Those two eyes you're talking about. Nipples. Yeah. Nipples. That's a bar. That's when the cheap bar, you know, they just put this is That's like you you know, like it's like they put yeah. chocolate inside it. Yeah. You are getting chocolate. But that's what people think of when they think pan of chocolate, which is why the material works. Yeah, yeah. That, that. <laughs> hey, to be if anywhere, in context, he's talking about a breakfast buffet. The pan of chocolate you get the breakfast buffet and it's all there and no shock. And those little nipples make you think that there's shock in there. Oh, yeah. that but then you is get the in worst. And there's no shock yeah. in there. Because that's a machine a putting bit. the bars down and the yeah. machine chopping off the end of a bar. 
And I yeah. worked that out by nice. being upset by this happening to me. <laughs> so I've gone, what the fuck? That had two big nipples. I was yeah. going to get big but chocolate. And this is all pastry. No, no, I didn't buy a croissant. I bought a pan of shock. Yeah. yeah. I need the shock to deal with it. Where's the shock? Where's the shock? I'm in shock at this pan of shock. <laughs> oh, yes. I might go to this meal place because it's so good. I don't get pan of shocks ever. Oh, because what? When I was younger, yeah. my mum did homemade pan of shocks and they are the best oh, I've ever had yeah. anywhere. Full of chocolate. Oh, so much chocolate. Oh, just so much chocolate. It was nuts. The loads of butter. Really like uh flake it was like dirty. Yeah, If a patissier looked at your mum's pan of chocolate, people would probably be disgusted. Yeah, right? they were like, This is so greasy and dirty and gross. And why are you doing this? You're like, have a bite of it, mate, and then they shut sh- up. They should- <laughs> that is delicious. They should be greasy. This one annoys me when they're like, oh, it's greasy. Yeah. Like, it's butter. The bag should be going see-through. Mm. If it's not mm. doing that, it's not a good... When I was in Paris, the bags went see-through. That's, yeah. That was pride of place, how well, much there butter There wouldn't be any bags there. left after my mum's pan of shocks. Disintegrate in your hand. I really want one now. Like that, They were know, the so best, good, straight they? out the oven. Panoraisin for starter. Yeah, but something a bit more savoury. The panoraisin, I mean, no, come on. It's not do if you're desperate. So I have I have a recording of someone saying this. Should I play that? What? Yeah. Because um what do you mean? So it's it's a Japanese dish. Oh, I see. And my sister in law is Japanese. And so I asked her to say it properly. Okonomiyaki. Yeah. An okonomiyaki oh, yeah. pancake okonomiyaki. is what I want for starter. So yeah, yeah not I've gone, I've Love it. come to savory an okonomiyaki pancake, please, from Osaka. That's where they are from. Yeah. But you can get them here, but they're not as good as they were in Osaka. Okonomiyaki is so good. They're so good. Yeah. They're so so good. it's cabbage? Well, it's all sorts. It can be, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like an omelette to me, mm-hmm. is what it seems like. But yeah, it's like cabbage and sometimes it's fish, sometimes it's shredded meat. And like cooked in this specific round way, and then it's served. This is with the Japanese mayonnaise, yeah. which is sweet. Yeah, uh, and then a kind of barbecue sauce, and yeah, then I was say it's got your barbecue sauce. In yeah, there. yeah, and as you know, you top it with bonito flakes. Yeah, yes. oh, the great bonito flakes. Bonito flakes. Oh, there is, is another word for them. The again? Yeah. Yeah. Katsubushi. Katsubushi, they're called. Or Benito flakes, yeah. is what everyone calls them, which is like I flake tuna. It. And sometimes, because they, they put like other stuff on there as well sometimes. You, you can have, lo- you can basically, cheese, you can have almost anything. Yeah, but the Batter, tradition- like chunks yeah. of batter as well go in there oh, sometimes. I haven't seen the chunks of batter. Oh my God, they're crazy. It's so good. It's, it's so sort good. of almost like an omelette and bubble and squeak. And mm. that yeah. sort of, because the cabbage is in there, like the shredded white cabbage. And I don't know why they call it pancake. Because it isn't really, but it's referred to as like Japanese pancake. But yeah, yeah. it's more of an omelette, bubble and squeak. But it's just like like the way that bubble and squeak, I think, is like, it's all right. Yeah. You don't really want it. No. But it's there. Whereas this is like, they've gone, oh, we see your bubble and squeak and we're going to add better things to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. make this really palatable and in this nice little circle, which they cut up and they put the bonito flakes on and it just, and they all like melt. So it's like fish and barbecue and mayonnaise and... Oh, I'm. I want one so badly yeah. now. That, so um, it's so good. That cupy mayo. Oh, that cupy mm-hmm. mayo is the best thing in the world. It's so, but it's so weird. It isn't mayonnaise like we would know. Yeah, mayonnaise. yeah. It's it's very different. The cupy mayo, the Japanese mayonnaise. Little baby on the bottle. Yeah. Is there a little baby on the bottle? Yeah, weird. Their logo of the cupy is like a little weird sort of baby clown. Weird thing. Baby, baby weird clown. <laughs> baby weird clown. Oh. But my sister and I was from Osaka, and they got married out there. They had many weddings, but one of the weddings was out there. And that's when I first had it. She took us to like the local and she was very like, oh, this is just, yeah, we'll just grab some. 
mm-hmm. okonomiyaki before we go and do this wedding thing. And all of the English people were like, this is so good. Yeah. This yeah. is amazing. And we like lost our minds. And I didn't know the Benito flakes were fish for ages. I just kept adding them because I thought they were just delicious pink flakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and someone was like, that is like flaked tuna, basically. Added to your pork, okonomi. It's a bit weird. They're crazy, but works. those things. Because yeah. when they go on a hot thing, they, yeah, they like, just melt. They like, just float down. Like, yeah, all bobbling around. Yeah. Like those fish you put on your hand. Yeah, yeah. See if you're sexy. That's what the great Benito does. He moves around like that. Yeah, yeah. he floats if around. You, if you look at him, he's never he's never completely still. If you put Benito on your palm, the way he curls up tells you how sexy you are. <laughs> yeah. I do you know what? Those lucky red fish didn't just tell you how sexy you were. There was a bit of that, though. No, no, some. I think it was they, like, how they, they repackaged them, for, was, they repackaged I, I them for Valentine's quite oh, a lot. Okay. As like love, as like, when I was a kid, not love fish, yeah, it wasn't those ones. Yeah, yeah. as far as I knew, it's got nothing to do with it. I think it was just told you if you were fickle. You probably ate it because you thought it was a sweet. Yes. (laughs) No regrets. No regrets. Well, apart from the fact that it wasn't sweet. Yeah, it wasn't sweet. That was annoying. But hey, Swedish fish. Do you like them? Swedish fish. Are they sweet? You're going to love them. Are they sweet, sweet? Yeah, they're really delicious. Okay. But are they licorice? Is there any licorice? No, no. Okay, uh, because Swedish, any Scandinavian normally they chuck licorice. I would never steer you towards licorice. Thank you so much. It's disgusting. It's gross. Yeah. Although, Swedish fish you'd love. Okay. Although I feel like that about licorice. It's disgusting. Yeah. But I went to Iceland recently. Oh, did you have good licorice? And they like they love salted licorice mm. and chocolate covered salted licorice. And I brought some back and I was like, I've brought it back because it's like a traditional thing or yeah. whatever. Next thing you know, I was up and down to the cupboard about eight times, <laughs> yeah. whole pot gone. Well, it's the salt and the sugar bringing you oh, back. Yeah. They just needed some heroin in there to was, really make yeah, it Absolutely off addictive. my face on it. Yeah, I grew up with a lot of licorice because my mum's best friend is Danish. So it was like all the time, no, try some. No, you <laughs> will like it. You're, you're wrong. And then I would always eat it. And if you've got that sweet palate, it's yeah. like... It's the antithesis yeah. of that, isn't it? And I'd always be like, mm. it looks like it's sweet, but it's not. Yeah. Awful. Like licorice all sorts. So upsetting if all they had is licorice all sorts. Just, I wouldn't then know. This has been discussed the on the pod before. Bit off the Bite the pink bit, but it's not, it's not what you need. How would you go about beating up or keeping it in grief, killing Bertie Bassett? How would I kill Bertie Bassett? Yes. yes. I like the way you think that's keeping it in grief. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. that's like Murder. there's true crime podcasts and there's grief podcasts and we don't really mix because like I don't want to hear about true crime because I'm dealing with the aftermath maybe. of grief. Yeah. I, how would I comfort someone who had lost Bertie Bassett? Oh yeah, maybe that's more. That's I would ask them yeah. his name and I'd be not afraid to say it. I'd remember yeah. the anniversary of his death. Try and remember the six month anniversary, the year anniversary, put a note on my diary so I could say, hey, I know it's about a year ago, wasn't it, that Bertie died? Mm. Just wondering... How you feeling? Are you okay today? Don't ask how are you. It's too big a question, but how are you today? Is a really easy question for someone grieving to answer. So that's how I would help. With would the you grief be able to put to one side person. your hatred for licorice, though? Yeah, because grief doesn't matter. Mm. If someone is grieving, you can be there for them. Whether you hated that person, whether you were estranged, if you hadn't spoken to for years, if they made disgusting licorice, yeah, you can still. Also, I'd feel weird. I feel more weird. Talking about the death of Bertie Bassett, if I'd spent a lot of my time eating licorice. Yes, true. Because Bertie Bassett is made of licorice. Yeah. Sure. So it's like you're the last person they want to hear from. Yeah. <laughs> Just to be clear, yeah. I shouldn't contact you about your podcast if I've killed someone. <laughs> no. There's different podcasts. Okay. True crime. A, I, I would go to... for an American true crime podcast because they would like a agent. 14 part series even hunting then, you down. Even then, I wouldn't <laughs> go straight to a true crime podcast if you have murdered someone. Good deals, good tie-in mm, deals, good exclusive. 
It's a little, uh, Look at yeah. the end. If you're on the lamb, I'd keep Please. it quiet for now. If, if, if I'm on the lamb, I'm coming on a food podcast. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sticking on off menu. That's good. We should do some spin-off specials with uh, Prisoners on the Run called On the Lamb. <laughs> on the Lamb. <laughs> that's a delicious beginning. And I'm very glad that that's made an appearance. Every now and again, there's something that has not made an appearance on the pod oh. before. Yeah. That I'm delighted gets a shout out on the pod. And that is something that for a long time, I think maybe we steered close to it. Maybe people have said something similar. Yeah. And I've been uh, like, oh, that would be good. And that makes me very happy that that's on there. So good. this is a great start. Good. I'm glad. And I can eat things that don't have sugar as long as there's some that sugar sauce is pretty in the sweet. condiments. Yeah. <laughs> Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Your dream main course. Yeah, my dream main course, um, look, it's a bit, it's not exciting, but it's my dream main course. And that is because you do need to have something that doesn't have sugar in to appreciate the sugar. So I am someone that if I go to a restaurant, the first thing I do is scan puddings and then yes. work out what I need to have to make sure I've got room for the pudding. <laughs> so thank you, James. I feel like I'm, I'm at least I'm not alone. As the yeah. book says, you are not alone. <laughs> um, is that what it's about? Yeah, it's about, yeah, you should read it. So my main course is a bit, is simple because my pudding is more complicated because obviously I was like, well, I need room. Mm-hmm. So it is just a really good Sunday roast chicken, yeah. like a roast chicken. And no, I know I that's a bit boring, but it no, is like. I was not expecting this. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what you said was you check the puddings to make sure you have room for the pudding. Yeah. Right? <laughs> And now you've gone with a Sunday roast, yeah. which has got to be top three most filling meals on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I would, I'm careful with my Sunday roast. I'm not someone who piles it on. Like I make sure the plate yeah. is, I don't like it when there's, when then it's like, there's no plate. Yeah. I'm like, come on. And there's specific, obviously very specific bits of the roast that I would have and that I would like. Take us through. Okay. So a roast. Do you know what I think isn't, isn't going to make an appearance what? here? Prediction. I don't think you're going to have parsnips on this. Bold, why? But you know what you can do with parsnips? Oh, yeah. Roast them in honey. Oh, yeah. But parsnips are back. sweet. Yeah. That's why I was yeah. so shocked. I was like, I parsnips are basically as as sugar. I said it, I thought, oh, maybe not. The sprout? No, thank you. 
Bounce I'm already on. gassy and it has a very bitter flavour. I had sprouts for lunch. <laughs> Did you? Just yeah. for lunch? Yeah. I'm I not stuff sure with I'm okay with all this new sprouts. Roast sprouts. Stuff. Roast sprouts. I know. My what husband says this all the time. He like pan fries them with pancetta and oh. walnuts. Oh, I know. Your husband's an absolute G. <laughs> he is. Ice He's a really good cook. Yeah. Yesterday, cooked by the person who won Bake Off. Oh. The person who won the latest series of Bake Off. Wow. I didn't see, so I don't know people's names. But uh, she made these sprouts. I thought you were very delicately not giving a spoiler warning for people who might not have seen it. And then oh. you just went, I, don't, I didn't remember her name. <laughs> I don't know her name. <laughs> did you not even say thank you when she gave you the sprouts? Yes, I did say thank you. Thank you, thingy. <laughs> thank you. Bake Off. <laughs> thank you, Bake Off lady. <laughs> very tasty. Oh, so, but do you want sprouts from a Bake Off winner or do you want cake? Yeah, I, would, I was hoping for cake. Yeah, like yeah. I'd be really disappointed I was if that like, happened. What? I'd, yeah, I'd be like, I came to this for cake. Yeah, if it was yeah. an event where they're like, the bake off person, I'd be like, oh my God, cake. Yeah. Don't diversify now. Just give me the cake. It seemed odd. Yeah, it that was, is a big a, play yeah. for me. It was a TV show, and they were like, we're going to make you eat some disgusting food first, right. and then bring out off two bake off contestants on to give you some nice food. So I was like, here comes the cake. Here comes cake. Amazing. And they're like, we made you Brussels sprouts and turkey. And I was like, oh, well, this is nice, but. Yeah. Is it going to be like it? You know, it looks like turkey and Brussels sprouts, but it's actually cake when I cut into it. No. Oh, that's really annoying. It was, uh, yeah. The lack of cake when sad. you think there's going to be cake is one of my biggest. Like, I can't. Yeah. Uh, you know, when's, oh, when's that happen? Oh, like in events or parties when mm -hmm. like the cake. Oh, oh wedding. Yeah. F fucking cheese. No. When yeah. there's the cheese pile, <laughs> we didn't want a cake. Fuck you. Just because everybody so here wanted a cake. Everybody so here came for cake. When they do like that, you know, like a tower of cheese. Is there you go, tower. Like... Better name for it. <laughs> it's a pile. Okay, I don't just <laughs> I'm not doing any marketing for the cheese people, okay? Cheese yeah. pile. That's what it looks like to Doesn't me. Doesn't need to be marketed. Disgusting Awful. cheese pile. Awful. Cake. You need cake. Or sometimes, you know, when people are polite and no one's cut the cake. Mm. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't concentrate. Well, what, what happens often at weddings as well, which will really annoy you, <laughs> is they'll cut the cake and then sort of whisk it away. Yeah. Or it goes away to be not, cut. Not for people who hang around the cake. Yeah, yeah. but if, what if it gets taken in the back? The Are you then people, waiting by the door? Mate, you, you hang around and you loiter. They go, oh, do you want a bit? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Yeah. are you invited to this wedding? None of your business. I am such a loiterer of cake. Like, I'll just make it awkward yeah. until someone... Until people are like, kids' parties, mm -hmm. you hang around that cake. Yeah. And, you're, and then this is the best got kids oh i need two yeah one for the kids sorry right. <laughs> and then straight yeah. one into your gob yeah and then pass the child but obviously eat some of the yeah are there loads of, of those, lo loads of families who think you've got triplets <laughs> yeah i get three the slices worst for the was kids. one time we didn't i tried to not let my my daughter have sugar at first because i think i was worried about me and that it would happen so i for her like first couple of years we tried to just easy like not do it son it's second one ewe like he's having kit kats for breakfast is fine yeah. um and she gave her this big slice of cake and it had chocolate icing on the top. Mm. And I, she hadn't had icing. And I was like, oh shit, if she finds out icing exists, we're fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can't, she can't know. We used to just do plain, cook plain chocolate cupcake. And she'd be like, wow. And you're like, yeah, that's the sugar. That's it. And so they gave it to me and I just bit off the icing Great. straight away. Because I was thinking that immediately I'm going to hand it to her. And I was, I, I, so she can't even see icing exists. Yeah. But it was in front of like four parents who didn't know me very well. Yeah. And they just really thought I had just taken it from my yeah. child and they, they just looked yeah i had but it, the reasoning was i didn't know them well enough and it was yeah. when you're first when you're like first round parenting it's quite difficult you have really awkward social situations all the time and i tried to say oh we don't want her to have too much sugar obviously i was covered in chocolate butter yeah you just eating it it's not like you 
<laughs> like putting it, spitting it back onto a Paw Patrol plate and then yeah. being like, there you go, there you go. Um, no, no, it's because it's, it's for her. <laughs> but it was quite a large amount of buttercream, so I'd eaten most of it. Yeah. So it really looked like, yeah. like I was some evil mother that was like, she can't have all the cake. I'll have half. Yeah. Anyway. Roast chicken. Roast chicken. <laughs> so, so roast chicken cooked by my husband. He was yeah. an amazing, 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 amazing cook. Incredible. Like mm. I am really spoiled. Over lockdown, it was insane. Like I actually said, can we just not have roast duck with pre lentils and a jus today? Mm. I'm fed up of it. Like <laughs> that's the kind of thing, kind of bullshit I was coming out with. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, what do you want? I was like, just want a ham sandwich. Something simple. He got so into it. And obviously yeah. he had so much time to cook that mm. it was like eating at a restaurant every night. And I, I just couldn't cope. I got really stressed. I got really stressed. Oh, that sounds tough, mate. Yeah, it was really... But I was writing a book about death, so yeah, it, that sure. was yeah. tough. You the death some... book was tough. So, yeah. And obviously I was a bit stressy about writing a book. and wasn't Especially like... with your gas. You can't be having lentils every <laughs> exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah. Thank What's you. Thank you. Sometimes he serves things. And I think I say, well, you're going to have to deal with this, yeah. not me. Yeah. I don't well, care. I don't have the embarrassment you, I was asleep in the other room if you give me lentils. <laughs> yeah. You've already had your cabbage starter here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, terrible. Or they go, if you go to a dinner party and they give you onion soup or onion tart. Oh, my God. Do you know what? There's gas for the whole... That's it. I'm I'm in trouble. Yeah. Why Why can't you just go to a dinner party and they're like a normal place and give you a pan of chocolate at the beginning? Yeah, a pan of shock. <laughs> Absolute dream. Absolute dream. Pan of shock, ready to rock. <laughs> what say at the start of the I party. wish I still did Edinburgh and that would be my title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Like, pan of shock, back. ready to rock. <laughs> for the title. Rose chicken cooked by him and then... Roast potatoes, which he does in goose fat. Apologies, vegans, but they are so fucking good. Sure. Well, you've got a chicken on there already. I don't yeah, think you need to. <laughs> but that seems fair enough. Um, <laughs> carrots, honey roasted. Yeah. With, oh, what's he, he does a nice herb with them. Any old herb. There's one. As long as the honey's there. Yeah, honey herb. roasted with some fresh herbs. A Yorkshire pud, small one. I'm not going crazy. Now, we'll come back to that. Okay. Parsnips, just yeah. plain fresh and roasted. But then my mum has to cook the carrot and broccoli. Because my mum has particular ability to not cook it that well, but mm. I like it the way. Okay. Ben, my husband, would be like, "This isn't," and I'm like, "No, no, but it's like childhood. Yeah, bit crunchy, sure. bit not quite cooked. Mm, lovely. Yeah, that's just like you like it more on the crunchy side than the soggy side. Oh, like soggy broccoli. If that, if you've got little bits of green going all over your plate, yeah, yeah, mixing yeah, with the gravy, good. no, that, the broccoli as a whole, you, yeah. it shouldn't disseminate. No, I, I really got into doing roast roast broccoli. Oh, in, the, in the lockdowns oh, and like roasting it like, with like, loads of garlic Ooh, and chilli and and then like when it comes out of the oven like mix it with loads of parmesan and lemon oh, that sounds amazing it was great that was like that sounds really good really nice snack. I got into my own style of brock <laughs> yeah brock yeah. pan of brock pan of brock uh, is it, I did it in a pan, so it's pan of brock. Uh, pan of brock. Um, <laughs> pan of brock, ready to rock. Here we go. Let's do it. Griddle pan. Matt Tebbit told me how to do it. Who? Matt Tebbit, host yes. of Saturday Kitchen. Yes. Griddle pan, really hot. Yeah. Long stem broccoli. Oh yeah, that's you. That's Down fancy broccoli for me, but yeah. yeah. Down in the pan. Listen, listen to the recipe. <laughs> Down in the pan. Another heavy pan on top of, of the brock. Oh, yeah. Top of the brock. <laughs> Uh, and then just hit that for like three minutes. Just yeah. have it like really charring. Really hot, yeah. Flip them, do that for two more minutes. It's cooked through as much as you want it to be. And it's like charred and like a bit Ooh, smoky. Nice. That sounds really nice. You got your salt and pepper on there? Or anything? I do it after. Yeah, you do, do need a good griddle pan, don't you? That's the yeah. trouble with the cooking. Mm. That's what I've discovered for my husband. Like you actually need... You need good some you need good, good stuff. stuff. Well, you need some basics like... Yeah, you do, and it's expensive. It's expensive, guys. <laughs> That's what I've discovered. But for roast, for me, I don't want long stem. Like yeah. when long stem turns up, yeah. I'm like, 
no, come on. Yeah. No, I want the short, stubby trees, yeah. carrots and brock. Traditional brock. Yeah, traditional, just boiled. Mm-hmm. Bit of salt and water, not very much. Just boiled nicely, kept their shape. Good work. I don't yeah. know how my mum does it. She boils them together, even though the carrots take longer. And they're all, well, that's why, because everything's not cooked. Yeah. <laughs> that's I don't know how she does it. it. She boils them together. It shouldn't work. And she fucks it up completely. <laughs> but it tastes... <laughs> It tastes lovely. And then I have to say gravy, proper gravy, proper, yeah. proper gravy. Yeah. Because I grew up, I grew up Bisto world mm-hmm. and it wasn't since, since I got married, I understood that you could actually make gravy. The worst time, the worst example of my upbringing versus his is that he said one time, why don't I just make a pasta sauce? And I laughed and said, oh, who are you, Lloyd Grossman? <laughs> and he was like, what? And I was like, you can't make pasta sauce. <laughs> it's in a jar. What do you mean? I had no concept that's like he that we could make sauce because i grew up when you just put it in a yeah, jar yeah the perfect reference yeah, yeah i was just like so confused and he looked at me and he was like you know like i could make that jar and i could make it nicer and i was like oh big talk big talk so what you make it and then you pour it in a jar yeah. and seal it up and then take we it take it out and pour yeah. it onto the yeah and i've since learned obviously i've learned you can make pasta sauce but that for me, is like the pinnacle example of what we both grew up with. Mm. I did not know. So now I know about real gravy. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm on board with real gravy. See, I, I'm almost maybe the opposite. I, I do love real gravy, gravy, but I was brought up with like real gravy. And, oh. and, and, and that stuff. So oh. to me, it seemed like a treat to, to have the Bisto stuff, yeah. to have the really salty yeah. kind <laughs> of like that salty. kind of like, I remember having that around a friend's house and being like going insane for it as a yeah. kid. And like, this is amazing. I did this make it, like... Like, I still keep it in the cupboard because I'm like, occasionally you do want a bit of Bisto. Occasionally you just want that Bisto hit. Yeah. And he is so pained because he will like roast, you know, then cook the pan over the hob and like get all the yeah, fat yeah, yeah. and juices and yeah. then add it and add the flour and it takes him like... Oh my god! He'll like he he when he makes the roast potatoes, he peels the potatoes and keeps the potato skins, and then boils that to get this kind of potatoey water that you add to the gravy because it's really oh. starchy. Wow! And gives this the gravy this. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, I know he should be here. He's really upset. I genuinely, when he found out, he was like, "It's outrageous that you are going to talk about food." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've given him enough of a shout out. I ha- and I said, "Yeah." He was like, "You better find <laughs> you better yeah. tell them about the potato skin water." Yeah. Well, that. Obviously, I was like, why are you fucking boiling potatoes against water ways? Oh, I've happening? never heard of that. Yeah, that's... And he was like, no, can't you taste that real, like, rich potatoey background in the gravy? And I was like, snow bisto. <laughs> <laughs> but I do now appreciate. So just a simple, like, roast chicken with all the good stuff. Because I think if ever you're sad, mm. obviously not if you're a vegetarian, but for me, if I'm sad or things are rubbish, like, just that home comfort yeah. of proper roast roast chicken and my mum is a vegetarian so that's all we ever grew up she would that's the only thing she would cook is chicken she would like anything else so again me and my brother didn't eat steak until we went to other people's home we were like what's this this is amazing (laughs) um so yeah roast chicken just done really well and i have the leg thank you yeah Yeah. you you like the leg i like that always since a child now still uh, still me too that was always uh, it felt more grown up. I don't know why. Yeah. Being like, I'll have, the, you know what? His, I'll have the leg, please. Ben's argument, my husband's argument, is that you should have the chicken breast because the leg will be nicer cold. So he's like, oh. you get your chicken breast when that because actually that will be quite dry. Mm. So you have it warm when it's out the oven, and then have that with your lovely chicken roast, and then the leg will be all lovely and cold, and you can have that with like cold meat and chutney and cheese. But I'm still like, no, give me the yeah. leg. <laughs> I got no time for that chicken breast. Yeah, I know. In a sandwich, yes. 
tend to go for fine, but shredded up with loads of mayo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think when you're a kid, the chicken leg appeals to you because that's how that's what cartoon characters are in. Yeah, true. Mm. Same here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I was roasting chickens during lockdown against another lockdown thing. I started doing roasting chickens, eating the chicken. But it's just me and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. so we would kind of like we'd eat most of it, but all a bit carcass left with oh, some yeah, like meat yeah. on it. There's a lot of foxes around where we live. Mm-hmm. So I'd always want to make sure putting it out for the foxes. Got bag it up, double bag. No, I wanted them to have it. Oh, you wanted them? Oh, okay, I, okay. I was like, I, I don't want to just chuck away this meat. You should be making a stock, mate. So, I, so I, you so were attracting foxes the way you used to live with chicken <laughs> Well, we were told foxes. explicitly not to by the people yeah, who yeah, I Yeah, weird, weird that, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they would say, don't leave any food out. I wonder why you moved out in a hurry. <laughs> they would say, don't leave any food out for the animals. So I was like, right, got to find a way around this. So um, there was a, a very good blind spot you could find behind one of the buildings where you could have, but you had to like climb up this bank and then you'd leave it in a You are sounding like a murderer now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You knew where the blind spot was. So I'd like walk up there and I'd put the carcass in the hedge and then that'd be great. Uh, And then that'd be great. uh, That'd be great for everyone wins. (laughs) I'm not with him on this. I want you to know sugar, sugar, yes, but foxes, no. Foxes eat it and I feel like a good guy. You know you don't win. Well, I Because you've just described the saddest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Well, it gets sadder. I really didn't win the wow. last time I did it because uh, it was raining, but I was still like, I've just got to put it out there. I, w- I was walking up the bank and I had this tray of like all chicken and grease. And then I just slipped and I fell down <laughs> the bank and all the grease went all over me uh, and the chicken carcass. And I was just laying there at the bottom of the bank, just covered in, in grease and, and oil and chicken. How have you never told me this? It hasn't come up before. And I knew that you wouldn't approve of me. it hasn't come up before? I knew you would text me if that happens. I knew you wouldn't approve of me leaving the chicken out for the foxes. No, because foxes are fucking awful. Yeah, so I didn't tell you about that. But this had just come up when I thought, we've, we've had roast chicken on the podcast before. We talked about, I thought, I've used up all my other roast chicken it's time for the bank so grease I guess I yeah. have to admit that I once fell Let down me tell bank. you, James, none of your other chicken facts were any good. <laughs> well, you, you come out with that first. You yeah, lead with the falling down the slope with the covered, covered in a chicken and chicken grease and carcass. That, that isn't a story. That is an ancient Greek myth <laughs> of the man who carried the chicken carcass and yeah. then one day he slipped down and it covered himself in grease and yeah. the gods laughed at him. Yeah, it's only yeah. missing some grain. <laughs> And a bushel. Yeah. Wow. I hate foxes, man. Can I just say that I, I, I like don't foxes. do this, but I have someone who likes cooking, that I've now discovered chicken stock, that yeah. you boil the carcass and make a stock with it. And that mm. is incredible. Yeah, you can add that, that to anything. Yeah, yeah. It improves all things, including yeah. homemade pasta sauce, which I now can make. I should have done that. I'll yeah, make chicken stock. Up. Yeah, I'm not, the good, I'm not the good guy of that story. Why did you want the foxes to? <laughs> like the foxes, I like them. I think they're nice. I, think I, I like. Foxes. I don't mind them. I don't hate them. During lockdown, they, it went mad on our street. Oh, the foxes did they? were just out and oh, about, yeah. ripping the care. bins up with our neighbours because they leave the bin hanging out at the oh, top. Oh no! Ripping that open, probably some idiot left a chicken carcass in a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be remiss of me not to bring this up. The listeners will be annoyed if we don't address it. Uh, Ed hates Yorkshire puddings. Yes, I know that. But Why? you know what you said? Yeah. A small Yorkshire. Yeah, a small one. I'm not one of these like make it a bowl people. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's moderation. The roast, I'm not, like, you, you want, it's going to be filling, yes, but you don't want to yeah. be, I don't want to be stuffed. I don't want to be like, oh, God, I feel sick. That's not enjoyable. 
So a small one that's like good crunchy, bit yeah. soft in the middle, a little bit gravy, just one. I don't see. I, I mind that less because what's my main issue with Yorkshire puddings, James? Takes up too much real estate on the plate. Yes, yeah. yes. I've yeah. heard you said that, and yeah. I remember thinking at the time, not necessarily. Yeah. For me, your plate's full of your roast, and then the Yorkshire's just a little a cherry on the cake. It's just plopping over there. It's not. It's not taking up any real estate. Just plop it on. It's just over probably between the potatoes and the carrots. It's getting a little bit of gravy, not too much so it's soggy, but nothing is displaced. It's okay. not displacing people. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm happy to roll with that. A little one. Yeah. I think because my mum used to make them in like the cupcake cook yeah. thing. Okay. So then they then you're not making a massive one. Yes. Yeah. My mum couldn't make a massive one. She did make the ready-made ones. You know, came in the package. Oh, Bessie's? Yeah, they're, yeah. Much, they're so good. Not yeah. the not the pre-made. Oh, right. The powder. The powder. Mm. Oh. So you get a bit more feeling like you're cooking. <laughs> you'd but think yeah. I'd have met an Aunt Bessie. Yeah, but, true. Uh, I've never met an Aunt no, Bessie in real life. I guess it's died out since since the company, right? Yeah. No one names their babies Bessie now in case they become aunties. <laughs> yeah. Also, the tray flipped up and bonked me in the head. Huh? <laughs> when I fell down the bank. Oh, mate, I mean... Of course it did. Yeah. Big metal It tray. wasn't a story. It was a message. Yeah. There were other heavy, people. I was so shocked by that story <laughs> that I couldn't laugh at it as much as obviously I should be yeah, laughing. Yeah, I felt like you had yeah, to you were, take yeah, it in at and the let me same tell you, time. The, the next time he tells that story on the podcast, because he will, I'm going to scream laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell it again. Yeah, that's going to be it's an old one. classic. What, in case it doesn't get in. Well, the... No, no, no. Oh, no, you don't just, care. Your uh, listeners yeah, don't yeah, care. Yeah. They, they just lap up these James stories. Yeah. Give they're us them like again. hearing them on repeat. Like a, like an old-fashioned stand-up. Just keeps doing something. They're like, yeah, do yeah. that yeah. one. Do your bit. I'm trying to bring that back. Yeah. yeah. Do the bit about the fence and your wife. We should re- yeah, remake that film, The <laughs> Aristocrats, but it's just James telling the chicken carcass story over and over again. <laughs> yeah. People, those are different people telling it. Yeah. And then the train flips up and bugs him in the head. <laughs> I'm covered in grease. (laughs) The foxes were laughing. (laughs) Dream side dish. Oh, do you know what? Can I have some miso soup? Yeah. But again, probably made by my sister-in-law who makes, obviously, Mm -hmm. what she considers very basic Japanese cooking. But to all of us, it's like, this is so nice. Um, But just like really nice miso soup. And she... Does it with a paste, makes it herself, but she adds in seaweed and carrots, really, really finely sliced, and then whatever she has lying, like other bits lying around. But it's just like that really good mm. when you drink it. Again, it's comfort. You drink it, you think, I feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about really good miso soup. This all feels like it definitely feels if you hadn't told us you were building up to the dessert, <laughs> this is now very obvious because you've got the miso soup almost it feels like you're cleansing, cleansing yes, everything always. that's happened before yeah. and then you're just sort of ready for this ready. dessert to, yeah. to hit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also miso soup's one of those things that I always like I'm thinking about Deliveroo here or or even going into a place and ordering like sushi and whatever. And then like it's an afterthought for me. I never think of it straight away. Mm. And then when I think about miso soup, I get quite excited yeah. that, oh, I could have a I could have a miso soup. And it comes soup. all double cling filmed. Yeah. And it's still good. And then yeah. it's all cloudy at the bottom and you stir it and you're like, this is good miso soup. I didn't used to until I met my sister-in-law. Mm. She married into our family. And then when I saw how good, again, I was like, oh, I see. Because I'd always had that kind of slightly, I don't know what we used to get here in like 90s takeaway stuff where you were like, mm, it's like this brown warm liquid yeah. I don't really know what it is you could get powder I remember having powder, powder stuff, but now like, I feel yeah. like it's improved so much yeah, yeah, yeah. so now I always order me- and it's a good test of a, of a restaurant doing that sort of food if their miso is good mm-hmm. then you're like well okay everything's going to be good but if it's like crappy miso soup I'm like oh 
Prepare yourself, guys. Big trend yeah. for miso and desserts at the moment oh, as well. God. Sure. No. Oh, you no, don't like it? I love no. it. I, quite I like love it. it. I depends, like depends. It. You've got to be have. If it's like miso panna cotta, mm-hmm. is there a raspberry coulis or something to like make me come back for the sweetness? If it's just savoury puddings. Yeah. Mm, I don't think miso is that savoury in a pudding. It's quite yeah. a nice like... It know, adds a little savoury edge, maybe a, like a salty edge. Yeah. But, but you need to have sweet, you've got to have something. Have you had the white chocolate and miso cookies from Creme? Oh. I would, if I was going to Creme, I just wouldn't waste it on that. Like, because I'm only going to get one cookie. Here's I wouldn't waste that flavour. Uh, I'd be getting the chocolate. Next, get, next time. Is get ready really for good? this. Okay. You might be about to switch agents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I had COVID, yeah. my agent sent me a box of Creme cookies. Oh, what like, kind, kind thought. Shit tons. Yeah. Kind, but also cruel, because I'd lost my sense of taste. <laughs> Didn't stop me eating them. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, you still every get day. the texture. Of still, good, yeah, going yeah. for it. Still, I'm having. But those miso white chocolate ones were the best. Well, okay. Well, I'm, then I will try them. I will try. Them. Now James has said it. I will try. Them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. He's, like he's sugar, the guy. No, sugar fiend has recommended <laughs> yeah. them. Because for me, if I saw it, I'd be sad. You know, when you don't get the chocolatey thing mm-hmm. in a in a pudding. And then you see someone, I think, oh, I should have just gone for a fucking brownie. What am I thinking? Yeah. What am I thinking that I wanted a crumble? I wanted I went, a brownie. I went mad on creme in lockdown and I, I saw oh. they were um they were doing delivery. They put on their Instagram. We, we do delivery now. I was like, great. Oh. So I pre-ordered them for delivery. And what I didn't realise is um the delivery was just a, someone biking them over. Right. It was like 25 quid delivery. Oh, that's what happened with meal. They mm. were doing the same. They were yeah. like delivery. And I, I literally put everything in I was like yeah bread and the chocolate tart with salt in and the apple chasson and the pan of shock and then they were like £20 delivery and yeah. I had to delete it all because I was like yeah, I so can't justify yeah. this and that's where we part ways yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ed's already in as yeah. far as he's oh, concerned 50 no quid box impact. of cookies yeah it's too much and then you can't you can't enjoy it because you're thinking that's yeah. £1.50 yeah. that's £5 <laughs> I think Ed, Ed enjoys it even more in that situation oh, really? I think yeah. he goes I spent this money and that means Fully enjoy the whole thing. Sit good. there like a I king. Yeah. Sit okay. in the bath and eat them. And if I don't enjoy it, then it's ruined. So you got this miso soup. Miso which soup. It's not yeah. going to go anywhere near. I'm very, very wary and protective of the puddings and when people good. fuck around with them. Yeah. And it has to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And it has to be okay. Like, don't just come in there and start dicking around for the sake of, oh, I'm doing this to be new. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of restaurants do that. And then it's like. It's so funny to go out for like romantic meal and like, oh, this food is amazing. Then you get to pudding and I'm so grumpy because I'm like, they don't care about puddings. Yeah. And I just feel affronted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he's like, it was really expensive and it was Michelin starred. And I'm like, well, so what? They need to go, up their game. I need, I need to go and get a pan of shock now. Yeah. Even from prep. I need to go and get a prep pan of shock just to get the sugar in that I didn't get. Yeah. During the lockdown, James would leave his miso soup remains out for the crows. <laughs> I'd go to the top of a hill to <laughs> put, put them on there. Top, top of the highest hill to put them on a the bird table. Then you fell over, didn't you? Yes, yeah, so all the way down. Broke yeah. my crown. <laughs> Your dream drink. Oh, dream drink. Well, this is a bit, again, I don't really, I do drink alcohol, but not very much. Like, I genuinely, genuinely am absolutely wasted after half a glass of white wine. Absolutely wasted. No one uh-huh. believes it until they see it. And then they go, oh my God, it's true. They always think I'm being like, oh no, me, I can't drink. Mm-hmm. And then I've had half a glass and I'm like trying to get on a table and start dancing, <laughs> swearing. And people go, actually, it's not funny. They think it's going to be funny. So I would like a, a non-alcoholic drink. And I am big into elderflower Okay. An elderflower spritz. And if it comes with some shaved cucumber, you know when they do the big, yeah. they like peel a cucumber. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Bit of fresh mint. 
Sprit's not a bit dangerous with your gas? Yeah, you're right. But it tends to be not so gassy when it's elderflower. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem to be quite... Maybe it's mixing it with the elderflower cordial. Yeah. And then mm. they mix it with like a tonic or something. I don't know. It doesn't seem too gassy. I can cope. Coke, too fizzy. Way too fizzy. Yeah. Oh, mm. my God. No way. I'm just bad. <laughs> no way. No way. No way. No way. No way. And caffeine. In the well, I, well, yeah, maybe. I don't drink caffeine because it makes moon. me hyper. So yeah. I don't need any more. Like, yeah. The sugar is enough. What would happen if you had half a glass of white wine topped up with Coke? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Ask Sarah Pascoe because she's seen it. <laughs> and yeah. It's still dancing at two in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. I just don't need that much. Yeah. Just don't, some people need it, some people mm. don't, and I learned that really quickly. <laughs> Social situations taught me, and it was just too bad because then everyone would have a glass of wine and you're wasted. So by the time you think, oh, I need to stop drinking, I'm so drunk, and then everyone else has like five glasses, then they're yeah. drunk and you're sober because you're like, I had to stop because it was so bad. <laughs> And now you're really drunk and I'm like, I need to go home. You can catch up pretty quickly, surely. No, yeah. you've gone back <laughs> round. You've gone one back pipette. round. Yeah, yeah. I used to have, when we, we in Pasco at university, I used to have one Smirnoff ice all night and that would see me through Just the you. entire night, yeah. Would you drink it quickly or would you be nursing that all night? Wouldn't be nursing it all night, but I wouldn't down it. Yeah. It was too gassy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not and I was, I was like obsessed with dancing, so yeah. I'd be up on a podium dancing and then, oh, that's, you can't be sloshing that around. It's too much. So I would go, we'd get into the club and she would buy like two blue derby AKDs and I'd get my one Smirnoff ice. And then we'd go, as I went to uni with Pasco, that's what I'm talking about. And then she'd be like, oh, I'm going to get another one. I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. So that's me probably about half an hour. That's I great. I wasn't though. nursing. And then I wouldn't need another one. Yeah. I was wasted. Yeah. Cheap date. Pasco fighting everyone in the room. <laughs> With a blue tongue. With a blue yeah. tongue, yeah. Well, no, no. She wouldn't have got any backup from me. I was too busy dancing. We were too busy dancing. We were not fighters. Yeah, yeah, you were dancers, not fighters. You wouldn't you wouldn't mess with her, actually. That's what I think. Sure. To be fair. That does sound good. I think that's you know. And again, for me, it. the elderflower is very good at taking away all the sugar, even though it's made of cordial. Sure. <laughs> like because it's like it's refreshing. And so because I'm eating so much sugar, I sometimes yeah. need something to cut through all that. If mm. I had a Coke, it's just more sugar. I mean, I think I think elderflower cordial is really, really sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not as sweet as a Coke. Well, it depends how... how I'm I not mean, drinking it neat. I'm not doing shots of what cordial. Le what levels are you putting in? Oh, light. Light yeah. levels. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, don't, I want it to be like a hint of elderflower. I don't want that like, oh, this is pure cordial. Yeah, you don't want to feel it sort of no. more syrupy. Yeah. No. Or like when they do homemade lemonade and elderflower. Oh, yeah. that's... I'm so excited. Have you had that. a elderflower Coulson press? Yes, obviously. It's brilliant. Great, great. great. Absolutely great. one of the best. One of yeah. the it's best. It's been a while since you brought Coulson press up. Well, I love Coulson really, press. Really, that's one of my really faves. Brought it up, yeah. brought up similar things for a while. Yeah. And um, the elderflower one is the, you know, that's an unsung hero. That's yeah. quite, I, I haven't taught, I, I, rhubarb's my favourite Coulson press. Yeah. Oh, I don't, know, I, I, I don't mind it, but I'd always go for elderflower. Fair enough. It was because it's sweeter. <laughs> elderflower one's sweeter. To be yeah. Fair. I find the rhubarb sometimes gives you a bit of a... Yeah, Funny that's what I love. Tart. Oh, you like the tank? A bit, yeah, yeah like sour fat, like tangfastics yeah. thing yeah, yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'd, I'd love a, why you like it. Love a tangfastic drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, but, uh, that's too tangy. Yeah, that, the, I, I like the tartness of the rhubarb caused and press, but the sweetness of the uh, elderflower is, yeah, um, it's you know, lovely. the I full love range of caused and press is uh, exceptional. <laughs> I love caused and press. Huh? You've run out. Yes. I want to just move on to this dessert because I'm excited about it. Pumped. Okay. I'm I, I'm trying to guess what it's going to be. This is from a connoisseur, from someone who values dessert above all else, judges restaurants on whether their dessert is good or not. Doesn't like 
salty things in the dessert, doesn't like licorice. So we're talking a classic sweet dessert here. Requested some raspberry coolie on something earlier. Maybe it's going to be fruity, but then said, I wish I just had a brownie earlier as an example of things that she gets food envy over. So maybe it's going to be chocolatey. I, I'll make a small prediction. I think this might be an invented dessert, which we have now and again. Oh. Like a friend That it might just be like every chocolate bar in the world crushed up into a bowl of custard. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. It could be like a Frankenfood. And you said it was going to be complicated. It is, and I'm worried you're not going to let me do what I need to do. Interesting. Yeah. Let, well, let, let's, let's see. Okay. I require... <laughs> oh, boy. This is already like you're doing some sort of spell. I require a pudding trolley because I have one, two, three, four puddings. Wow. Now, I'm happy to talk through them. Yeah. Mm. And I'm happy for you to understand why all four are required. Okay, yes. Because it's a dream restaurant. Yes. And so it was ve- it was impossible for me to choose one pudding because as a pudding connoisseur, it mm-hmm. depends on your mood. Yeah. Am I feeling chocolatey? Am I feeling fruity? Am I feeling like custardy creamy? So yeah. what? that's an interesting point. So you're saying it's a dream restaurant. Yeah. And one pudding is not your dream. In mm. many ways, that's your nightmare. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I'll go with that logic. Yeah. One mm-hmm. pudding would be, uh, yeah, I'd be like, oh, well, whose dream is this? It's not mine. Yeah, sure. This is Ed's let's, dream. Let's hear him. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to start with the most recent one I had. Uh-huh. Okay. Because it's fresh in my memory. So it's a good place to start. So we recently went to Copenhagen and we went yes. to a restaurant called Amas, which is, I think, has a Michelin star. So anyway, it's very, oh. very posh. I've not Copenhagen. been there, but I've heard you of it. You might Amas. have heard of it. Yeah, yeah. We only went because my husband researches these things and was like, we've got to go to a mass. But you check, the, you check the website to see if they had puddings. They didn't even have information. Yeah, it's that kind of restaurant. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you're just going to get 10 courses yeah. of things. But I trusted him. And we had to drive very far out of Copenhagen to an industrial estate <laughs> yeah. and go somewhere which I felt immediately a bit unsafe. I was like, not quite sure where we are. Left my children in a hotel with my mum, a bit worried. Uh, and then it was all like concrete blocks, that's the vibe they're doing yeah. at the moment. Anyway, it was incredible, incredible. The food was incredible. But the pudding, they gave two puddings. One of the first puddings was, I'll describe it to you, a marigold custard with wild Swedish blueberries, bee pollen and lavender honey. Ooh. It was very small, small mm. pot, rinse my small pot with the, this custard, then the blueberries on top. Oh, fucking hell, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't God, tell you. The pollen, the honey. You dipped into it. First of all, I'm a bit disappointed. I see it. I think oh, it's quite small. Yeah, mm, there's no chocolate. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> How's this going to go? And then I bit into it. It was like, and I know this sounds awful. I sound like Ginny Gordon on the food show many years ago. It was like summer. Like someone yeah. had yeah. made summer in into a pudding and put it in your mouth. It, wow. Like the blueberries with the most blueberry, blueberry I've ever tasted. The lavender honey was so subtle. The pollen just a little bit crunch. And then marigold custard. And the marigold's grown outside this industrious that like they grow yeah. all the food there. So it's like light and custardy and creamy, but also the blueberry, but also that sweet, like really good honey. Like this is not yeah. your essential <laughs> waitrose sugar syrup. And it was incredible and it was very small yeah. this is my justification with these puddings they're, they're all not huge so that would be my first pitch that sounds great sounds o- amazing also if you're ever in Copenhagen again yes I have to recommend this place to you because it is the best cheesecake oh god I've ever had oh, ever. I wish I'd known um, I went with uh, Henry Whittacombe who you will know yeah and uh, he said to me uh, he wasn't bothered because cheesecake he said uh, I had a really my mum used to make this really good one when we were kids the strawberry one nothing's ever been as good he got the strawberry one at this place and he looked at me really serious and, <laughs> and he went, this is what I've been chasing <laughs> my, my, my whole life. That's my co 
Listen, um, yes, chasing he that was pudding very, here. very, very happy about it. Uh, it's called Bertel's Salon. Oh, okay. Just incredible. Are you ready for the next pudding? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm sorry. I'm, I feel like I'm being such a fucking geek about puddings. We went to a place called The Sportsman, which is a, like a gastro pub. It's, Kent, got, it's Kent, is it yeah, Kent? But yeah, but um, and they did, again, quite small, a brambly apple souffle with salted caramel ice yep. cream. Yep, yep, yep. And it was green and it came out and they put the ice cream on top so it melted. When you dug it in, it tasted of bonfires and autumn. Yeah. Wow. So I've got summer and autumn there. Oh, I like this. <laughs> I like where this is going. And there's four of these. Yeah, you know she's absolutely bullshitted her way into getting four puddings. There's not. <laughs> this is working. This is, this is the four seasons of puddings. What are you oh, talking about? Pick those, pick those two puddings and then went, mm, I know the way I can get around this. <laughs> now, oh, this mm, is great. Winter and spring. How am I going to fucking and crowbar that? One of us going to be cold. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is fucking great. They say grief, you have to go through all the seasons yes. to really feel oh, it. And yeah, that's, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this yeah. is what's happening. Yes. Yeah, um, sure I actually haven't done it that well for the rest of them. Delicious. Sorry, I realised. It was so souffle, delicious. Dessert souffle is absolutely And that brambly apple. I'd never yeah. had apple souffle. So when that came up, I was like, oh, my God. I still have a problem with souffle in that I, all I can really taste is the background of egg. Yes, yeah, it's bad so souffle. Good. Yeah. I agree with you, but I have to say, like, this was the best souffle I've ever had Actually, in my I had life. An amaz- I had an amazing souffle at the Hand and Flowers, a, black, a blackberry souffle right. that oh. was not, not eggy. So I'm well on board with this. I think this if you've done well and it's got good fruit, and it's normally not apple because apple's quite hard to capture. Mm-hmm. Like it's quite, you know, you don't, it doesn't, we don't have apple jam. Like you do, but you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. something that you really get that sense of. And it was this green, light green souffle. I can still see it. With oh, this yeah. brown salted caramel ice cream like melting in the middle. And you know, we just stopped talking. We just didn't speak. Yeah. yeah. And afterwards we still didn't speak. We were just silent like for Great. ages. Like, my God, Great. what was that? I haven't managed to make the seasons. I would have well, been sensible. I'll, I'll help you. Well, that's got ice cream in, so maybe that's autumn and winter. Okay, next is my pavlova, because I okay. make a fucking amazing pavlova. Yeah. What season were you born in? Summer. Ah, <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> I make a really good pavlova because I love pavlova, so I perfected the yeah. recipe of pavlova. And I just like good pavlova, cream, bit of icing sugar in that cream to make chantilly cream, then raspberries, a little bit maybe if you feel adding some passion fruit, tiny bit of passion fruit, mint uh-huh. leaves. That's all you need. It's very right. simple. Very simple. White, isn't it? Looks like snow. <laughs> yeah, so it can look, you know, <laughs> shape snow. of a snowman if you, if you feel like it. Yeah, I haven't thought, that would have been really clever. Uh, I've just thought about printings I liked. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's coming across. Yeah. But you have to make, if you mix, you have to mix, do you know this about pavlova? You have to mix corn flour and vinegar. No, I didn't know. Really? You know, right. So, you know, you get dry pavlova, like the meringue, where it's really dry. Yeah. And they sometimes sell them like, oh, it's lengy, but you bite them and you're like, this is so dry and powdery. Mm. That's just meringue. But to make pavlova, to get the squidgy bit, you add, no, I'm sure someone will correct me, but this is how I make it, corn flour and vinegar, you make a paste, and then you very carefully add that to your egg whites and that's how you get that chewy bit in the middle right oh, vin- I love genuine che- chewy meringue the che- I'm making yeah, chewy yeah. I'm making oh, this big it's it's crusty here and then that is yeah, all yeah, chewy yeah. Yeah, yeah. all soft absolutely I'm, you can't see yeah. it but it's a big chunk <laughs> yeah yeah it's oh, a big man. chunk yeah. as it should be yeah no powdery meringues please no I hate those and people who yeah. go oh just buy ready made meringue what yeah what are you talking about yeah. It's so, it's easy. It's easy to make a pavlova. It's simple, mm-hmm. it's quick, and it impresses everyone. It's a good one to turn up with. Everyone's like, wow, you made a pavlova. <laughs> There's a restaurant, I don't know if it's still there, a cafe in Paris called Mami Gato, which was run by, I think, a Japanese woman who'd perfected French patisserie. And they used to make a raspberry and pistachio frangipan, which was just, I can't, yeah. 
they did a pear and chocolate one and a raspberry and pistachio and they cooked them fresh every day and we lived opposite it and I went there a lot. <laughs> I went there every day and every day? Almost every day, oh, yeah. yeah. There to get a hot choc and get my pan choc from around the corner. Pan choc and a hot choc. Oh yeah, sure. for choice in Paris for pan yeah, choc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is it's just frangipan. I just I just think it's underrated. Yeah. It's really delicious. That with a bit of vanilla ice cream, they're winter. And I also want There's ice cream on about three of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I also want a really good hot chocolate from an Italian hot chocolate. Okay. Like one you stand your spoon up in. Yeah. One yeah. that is basically melted chocolate. Melted chocolate, chocolate. Yes. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. then when I went to Italy for the first time after I left school. I went interrailing and I went to Italy and I discovered and I was like having drunk Cadbury's water hot yeah. chocolate all my life. I was like, what? What? Yeah. What is going on? And now I'm just searching for the hot chocolate. That's all I keep going for. Mm-hmm. I've got a good one at the moment from a brand called like Pump Street or something like that. Yeah, Pump Street yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, yeah. very that classic is... brand for a gassy person. One <laughs> 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 oh, ticket to Pump Street, please. Yeah. <laughs> I try and keep, I've kept it hidden. Then I also have a request for like petty fours after this, but I oh know it might not be accepted. Absolutely. I love it whenever I've been at a fancy restaurant and I'm having the desserts and in the back of my head, I'm like, if they don't bring out petty fours, yeah. they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing because you think, I can take more sugar. I yeah, can. they're going to yeah. bring them out. And yeah. Be well, then I'd great. like the homemade Rolos from Hawksmoor. Have you had them? Oh, well, no. They been, are fantastic. They're so good. Yeah. They're like oh, big flat Rolos and they put a little bit of salt on top. And normally if you eat them, you feel sick. Yes. But this is a dream restaurant, so yeah. I'm not going to feel yeah. sick after all those puddings. Yeah, yeah. And I can then have a Rolo. Because every time I eat one, I think, damn it, this is too much after the steak. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel sick. But dream restaurant to have four of those by myself. They like I don't know how they do it. It's like it's like what you want a Rolo to be, but a Rolo isn't. We talk about this moment a lot on the podcast. And I think I might have mentioned that it was with this. But that first moment when you're in a restaurant and you realise you're an adult and you're paying for it, so you can just order something again. Mate, can you and imagine? I was with some friends and I was like, oh. it was more of those Rolos, please. <laughs> Brilliant. That's how I feel about all puddings. Because yeah, obviously yeah. my whole life was like, no, you can't have another one. Yeah. No, that's enough. No, carry out. Stop. Stop adding ice cream to the ice cream factory. <laughs> <Enough>. <laughs> oh, man. Ice, ice cream, cream factory. factory. <laughs> Dangerous stuff. So dangerous. I, I, I want an ice cream factory in competition once, but at what cost? <laughs> I was, I was in the, in, it wasn't in the, an official competition as I was, well it was just me and my friend Sean yeah <laughs> like Kevin Pizza Hut so homemade Rolos from Hawksmoor and then some Pierre Hermy macarons oh hello yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was going to be it and then yeah. they're good macarons they're the best macarons yeah. passion fruit and chocolate oh, particularly yeah. they've got a branch here now and they bring them over in the morning on the Eurostar also, what, what, yeah what that's I like what I heard that's what they told me in the shop wow <laughs> yeah, my wife lived in Paris for a bit as well so whenever I'd go and visit it was just like Pierre Hermé just straight down the hall. Oh, yeah, I'm saying it wrong, aren't I? Pierre Hermé. Sorry, I'm saying Pierre Hermé because my mum's from Essex. (laughs) Panish Jock and a Pierre Hermé, please. Yeah, two. Two macarons. Right, I'm going to read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. Okay. Water, still water from a tap. Poplons or bread, you want Panish Chocolat (laughs) for meal. Starter, Konomiyaki from Osaka. Main course, roast chicken cooked by your husband, roast potatoes, honey roast carrots, Yorkshire pud, gravy, mum's boiled carrots and broccoli. Side dish, miso soup made by your sister-in-law. Drink, elderflower spritz with peeled cucumber and mint. Dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Marigold custard, um, blueberries, pollen and honey from Amas in Copenhagen. Brambly apple apple souffle, salted caramel and ice cream from The Sportsman. Your own homemade pavlova. Raspberry and pistachio frangipan from Mami Gateau in Paris. 
you would like an Italian hot chocolate as well, and petty fours of the homemade Rolos from Hawksmoor and the P- Pierre Hermé macarons. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I am never been prouder of a guest. I don't think you need to be ashamed. I'm extremely pr- proud of you. That dessert course mm. sounds like a, like a description on a script of a French Regency party. <laughs> That's my dream. Yes, please. Your your dessert course is, with all due respect, um, the length of most people's full menus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, correct. And you see what I was like, that's how I feel about it. It's like you've just got to get through some other stuff to get to the dessert. Yeah, but you said that, and that's bullshit because the rest of it is massive as well. Well, Because the roast roast chicken, you've got all the roast chicken and sides plus another side. But it's dream restaurant. I would have, not now, I would have thought, I did think, should I just do a sandwich? You don't need to just do a sandwich. The, what is Cammy and Cammy had through that roast dinner is the pan of chocolate I shared earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry. Thank you very much for going to the Dream Restaurant, Carriad. Thank you so much, Fabian. Thank you, Carriad. You're my hero. What a wonderful episode. Yes, very, very nice Good episode. for you, an Acaster special, I'd say. Oh, I feel very happy at the end of that. I would have happily just skipped from Pan of Chocolat all the way to dessert and had a lovely time listening to it. I mean, so many shout-outs. For the, even when we were talking about some of the savouries, we ended up on tangents into dessert. Town. Yes, we did. And look, I sometimes that's not my sort of thing, mm-hmm. but the desserts that Cariad picked... So all sound is so delicious yeah. that you can't really argue with it. It's not a Magliano situation. Sure, sure. Or but, a Rosie Jones situation where yeah. it's just loads of bad stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, almost there was some trolling going on in those episodes, I yes. would say, that's yes. aimed towards you. Yes, yes. Um, I don't think Carad was trying to do that at all. No, she the, the place she went to, just emotionally when she was talking about those desserts, especially yeah. that first one, I thought she was going to take off. Yeah, yeah, it was very emotional. I nearly shed a tear for the taste of summer. You should get Carriad's new book, You Are Not Alone. Not Alone. It's available now. Also listen to the Griefcast, of course. Also listen to the Griefcast, a wonderful podcast, uh, talking to special guests about grief and their experiences with grief. An important podcast, unlike important podcast. this one. This is very important. Oh, yes. Apologies. Don't do yourself down, James. And she did not say Andouillette, of course. Thank you for not saying Andouillette. Carriad, I, I mean, look, Unless they make a dessert version of that. Yeah. Cow's going nowhere near it. Yeah. Maybe they will one day. Maybe one day they will feed uh, whatever animal it is, I'm guessing a pig, loads and loads of chocolate, then get its chocolatey intestines and put it into a sausage. And would you eat that? Yes. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you sometime soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. 
What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and he just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour miracle grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.